0: Brown Russ is excited to present our new article series, Daily Burst from the Bubble, dedicated to covering and showcasing some of the great work that the NBA officials are doing in these 2020 playoffs. We're gonna be picking one game at a time and highlighting some of the notable plays from that game as we try to break down and extract as much value as we can from the best officials in the world the daily burst from the bubble volume one recaps game six of the first round series between the rockets versus the thunder we think you're going to really enjoy this new series you can find it at crownrefs.com it's a six minute read On crownrefs.com, we're going to start loading that site up with more content for you. We hope you enjoy. Hit us up with uh, any of your feedback. Serve the game. Thank you for being a part of Crown
1: Refs, the community for basketball officials. This is Zach Murphy from Starkville, Mississippi. Thank you for listening to Game Notes 8 on Crown Ref's TV. Serve the game. And Before we get started, just super excited to do this and thankful, uh, you know. I've been with you for a long time, you know, since the uh, Mister Pink days. Uh-huh, uh, yeah, I all that stuff. So, so yeah, it's just full circle.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure, bro. I, I know. Um, yeah, since like 2018, I, I noticed your your name popping up, and uh, we've been going back and forth, and to now finally, you know, work with you one on one, watch your game, be able to chop it up, and give back as much as I can. You know, one to one. I know I, I I put out a lot of stuff for the public, but. You know, my uh, m- one of my cup of teas is just is, is just coaching, just coaching. You know, so small group, one to one. That's where, that's where you're gonna get the most value is is when I'm contextualizing the information for you specifically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, um, and the report, you got a chance to look it over and everything, digest it.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, I went through the game a few times, and definitely have some players want to talk about. You know, with the timestamps. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, just ready to dive in.
0: Awesome. All right, I got your game here. Let me pull it up, and um, you know, I, I like to just—we'll we'll probably just run through kind of each play or each each time stamp. Yeah, I think there's value whether we talk about it for thirty seconds or we we go on for a couple minutes. So, um, and again, if you have any questions or you know, fire them at me.
1: Yeah, maybe just one thing before we get started. Um, we talked about, or actually, you wrote. About uh, confidence. And so I was actually told this when I was in Atlanta uh, this past weekend that I'm, I'm kind of a laid back guy and that kind of translates to the court, which is good in a lot of scenarios. But as you said, and I've been told a couple of times that, you know, I need to be able to step up. So what are your, I guess it's probably play specific, but how is it? How do you translate to the court and how do you kind of step up and, and rise to the moment?
0: Yeah, it's it's a good question, and it's not an easy one to answer because you hear this kind of feedback from from various people, and then you're trying to figure out where you insert it, right? Where you pick your spots to like, right? You don't just come out onto the court flexing, you know, (laughs) like
1: yeah. And
0: I'm told this a lot too, like yo, you're you're too laid back, like you gotta need some umph. I hear that a lot at camp. I don't hear that much during the regular Mm -hmm. season, you know, when you need that kind of poise, but. You know, it, it's just trying to find the balance between staying calm, staying poised, staying focused and locked in. But then when those step up moments of the game occur, whether it's an extra oomph you got to add to your signal, whether it's a little bit more volume you got to use um, when you're talking to two players, whether you're just standing taller when you're speaking in the coach's personal space, like it's just finding that opportunity when to insert yourself. And just when to be a little bit louder with whether it's your voice or your actions you you just you're just showing that court presence, you know yeah, and then you kind of once you're you're done then you're back to to poise mode and and each game is different, you may not have to use it a lot in in game number one game number two you might it might be totally different, you know, so it just depends on the game, it depends on the play, mm-hmm. but just finding that balance, knowing. All right, yeah. For most of the time, I want to be super, hyper aware, super focused, laid back, right, ready to slowing down. But then the second I got to step up, mm-hmm. come out of my shell, so to speak, it's like, wow, okay, everybody knows you're there. Yeah, you know, we get complimented uh, a lot when when um, fans or coaches or players are like, "Oh, I didn't even know you guys were there." That's a great compliment. On the flip side <laughs> yeah. of that, that is a good compliment. But on the flip side of that. We wanna, we wanna show them that they're there in these scenarios
1: where we're running the game. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like um, you said, I believe it was Mark Davis. You want to be disinterested, not mm-hmm. uninterested. Such a good and one, right? Dude, I love watching Mark Davis. Um, but yeah, and he's even though he's really laid back, you always know he's there. He's the authority figure. Um, so a lot of stuff to gain from him yeah
0: yeah disinterested meaning we have no emotional um attachment to the end result of the game but not uninterested right we love it it's our passion we're passionate about it but we're just interested in the outcome which which creates um ultimate fairness for us and what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. you know
1: good stuff
0: all right let's uh let's let's check out some plays I know you've probably heard me say this before, but hold the ball like a waiter because we're here to serve the game. Don't hold the ball yeah. at hip like like a nineteen seventy one gym teacher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like, got you. It's so simple, but it literally looks amazing when you when you just stand there, nice and tall, and you're mm-hmm. just holding the ball up, kind of just waiting for the game to happen. I just think it's such a strong professional look. And I'm to the point when I watch other officials and I see them do that, I'm like, oh, this person can work. Versus if I see them lugging the ball around on their hip, I'm like, nah. <laughs> nah. Yeah. You know, that might not be yeah, I did 100% that. valid to everybody, but it's just a hunch that
1: I have. Right. Yeah, next, uh, next weekend I worked. You know, obviously I went through all these, these points and I focused on a couple of things each game. And yeah, that definitely makes a difference. This is this is the play I wanted uh, wanted to talk about. You said I had a patient whistle.
0: I uh, like you like the timing? I, yeah, I, I really like the timing of it because you kind of just you just waited for everything to be complete. I think.
1: Uh huh. My question to you: um, Do you like the call?
0: First instinct, I liked it. But as I rewound it and rewound it, I just focused on the defender. And I don't know if he actually contacted him with his non-vertical arms. It looked like he just kind of jumped straight up. And offensive player having to create all that space with the behind-the-back move, a little little bit off balance. So, you know, naturally, he might fall down if he's jumping into mm-hmm. contact. Um, plus, he's a, look at the size differentials between the two players as well. I think we could have been fine with a no call. What do you think?
1: That's what I think. I, I did the same thing as you, um, you know, first glance, you're like, yeah, that's a foul. But then I rewound it like 20 times and it's just, I mean, I have him going off two feet and he jumps vertically. I, mean, I don't good, think he contacts him on the way down. That's a
0: really good screenshot here. And let's let's just analyze this for a second. I know a rule of thumb that I've stated and you've probably heard it on a couple of podcasts is, is, is on block on block shot plays. Let's look at who jumps higher. That's yeah. a great indicator of who's going to win that play, right? If it's a good defensive mm-hmm. play, it's going to be no foul or a block. Or if the offense jumps higher, it's probably going to be a foul or a bucket. Well, in this case, it's not even close, right? So yeah. the question is, did he jump forward into him prior to this? Probably not. And the other question I had was that arm that starts here, I know he tries to swat down. And that's a motion where that triggers us to blow the whistle a lot of times. But it's still got to do something. He still has to hit. He still has to contact the offensive player. It can't be a swing Mm -hmm. and miss. And a lot of times with that non-vertical play, it's a swing and miss. So it gives Mm -hmm. us the perception that he might have pushed him because of that that motion, that illegal motion, so to speak, because he's he did lose his verticality maybe for a second here. You know, he's just reaching for the ball. I don't know. Did what? Why did you blow the whistle? What was the so
1: that made you blow? Honestly, the the arm that is on our side um, goes down right, and so I'm kind of stacked to that arm. And so I see the I see the motion with the arm, and I see him end up on the ground. And it's a bit of a guess. I mean, it's an ugly play, you know. So, I mean, looking back on it on film, I don't think it's a foul, but I think that's why I blew. Is I just I, I maybe reacted to what happened instead of actually seeing the contact.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to really get hurt by this one. Yeah, it's a really good play to look at, actually, because it's a common. It's a common theme, like like I was saying, the non the non vertical swat swatting motion where it yeah. raises our antennas, but it still still has to be legal contact, right?
1: Right. Even the coach for that team, um, he told him it was a foul. He said, like right here, he's telling him, Ref, tell him. Um so yeah, I mean, even the coach for that player that fouled thought it was a foul.
0: You look unsure with your walk. Like you're thinking, I was, I was like thinking I was thinking, yeah, I can tell you're thinking. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, I know, I want to go look at that.
0: <laughs> All right, so just the way you're reporting, I like the push, I like the numbers there, but I, I think it could be a little bit smoother the, with the way you raise your arms and present those numbers.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's a little robotic. You pretty much just raise them up and hold them. I want to see them I right. want to you shoot them out. I want to see your fingers shoot out of your right. hands.
1: Yeah, and I think it's a bit quick too. I think I could probably yeah, slow you're, down. You're, you're in and out.
0: You're in and out. Push two gone. So yeah, mm-hmm. we could just slow that down. We're talking about like a second.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we're talking about slowing down for one point five or two seconds. That's that's an easy. Step. Yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, I thought you had a pretty good sequence of no calls here, off a rebound. Good verticality there. Another little loud play. I like that you're calm and collected. I don't know. I just, I wrote down, um, you know, we might have to position adjust a little bit there because the ball's kind of right. pinballing back around. You looked pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Did you have a 100% open look throughout that entire sequence?
1: I felt like I had a good look. I did not have a good look really on this first rebound because it was on, it was on trails primary.
0: Right. Right. Um,
1: So I probably could have adjusted maybe in anticipation for something right there. Uh, The second rebound had a good look at that, I believe.
0: All right. So again, we don't want to call through the paint, but once you see that the ball is across the paint, I want you to just take a step towards the play. You remain stagnant. Right, just close here. down. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Just take one step either, tw- you know, towards the play or a little closer to the baseline. Just going to give you a little bit more connectivity when ref is yeah. play. And we don't want to guess on this play. You're going to let the, um, you know, the trail live and die with it, especially if the contact <laughs> is up or on the outside. If it comes and opens up mm-hmm. more or the contact is low, then the whole calling through the paint um, thing isn't as valid. Right, because it's opening up to you. You might have the best look on it. But, um, listen, you might have had a great look the whole time. I just want you to keep in mind that, like right here, like you'd be fighting for angles
1: a little bit there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Kind of moving with the play.
1: Yeah, and you talked about uh, bouncing the ball on the end line. This was not actually a directive from this tournament, but another tournament I was at this summer wanted us to bounce the ball just for precautionary uh okay. reasons. Yeah,
0: I wrote I wrote that's a a COVID rule change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I noticed you, and got you to... talked about oh sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, you, uh, you talked about uh maybe we're using the pro mechanics. Uh my partner is a division one and pro am official. Okay. And she works on her pro am stuff I believe in the summer. Gotcha. And so I was just kind of following the lead, you know, yeah, I was yeah, taking no it all in.
0: Listen, if you do pro-am, I mean, these are the games that you want to practice your stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're doing a different level. All right,
1: 2130. This one definitely, this was a, uh, as soon as I blew the whistle, I was like, man. Yeah, you didn't like that. I don't that. like that. No.
0: You stopped the play because it got a little too
1: loud. Exactly. It was a, it was a game interrupter.
0: All right. So right here, I don't even see you. Right. No, this is another example. And one of the main things that that stood out with your report and things that I want you to grow on is is just simple positioning. You know, Mm -hmm. especially in lead, especially in lead, you're a little too deep. You're a little too wide. And in this case, you know, you're not even visible. And what you're looking at is you're looking at you're looking at white number seven. Right. You see his back. And then you see you don't see the player in blue anything any great information about the player in blue right right, right now it looks like there's four hands on the ball but I c- i I don't think I could even tell if i was if I was where you were, so no i mean i had
1: no i was guessing right there, yeah. And Seven was one of their better players, too. Um, so it was just a breakdown in, in game awareness, I think. Yeah. And, and guessing.
0: You know, don't let, you know, don't let the moment own you, right? And mm-hmm. We ref these, like, loud plays. Just loud, hard plays. Don't stop them. Mm-hmm. Don't stop them unless you need to stop them. Let them play out. A lot of times they'll give us the answer. So in here, you, you were patient, you let it play out, and it was just your decision was incorrect, I thought. I think if right. stop the clock mm-hmm. and just go jump ball, point the other way, play on, good to go. You know? Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um
0: so yeah, I think if you're a little bit more connected to this play, if you close down, you're gonna have more information, it's gonna help your decision making. Makes sense, right?
1: Right. And we talked about this in the game. I mean, she basically uh, told me the same thing, you know, just, just if I was a second later or, you know, two seconds later, like you said, jump ball play out. So. Yep. Good stuff. The next play here is one that we can change the angle on and, and take a look at it. So from, From this angle, you probably won't see any contact at the 2440 mark. Right, so that's tough to see. If you... I know what happened. Can
0: I make a prediction? What did you get? The defender's left arm pushed off as his right arm was going to contest it did you give him a little chuck with the left arm
1: yeah yep that's it all right Um, all right how do we change it again all right so if you go out of full screen um let's see here yeah now you see the smart court camera right there and it says smart tracker right click on that go to I believe court view is the angle now there's a lot of angles this yet. is a
0: crazy
1: system dude yeah I mean I couldn't have oh my asked for God. a better
0: see you know people want to ref people want to referee from their couch so much they, don't, they just don't have all the information like you need to see this north to south play in order to see like huh? the point of contact uh, from the couch we're given one angle and then we make, exactly. our, we make our crazy judgments on, on what we think and we form these opinions. That's why I, I just, you know, you got to trust, you got to trust the polling official. That, that's where, that's, this all gets just back to trust in your partners.
1: Uh-huh. All right, so let's take- So watch it here and tell me what you think. Okay. Absolutely. You like that? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it was a little too much of an extension at the end. He mm-hmm. wasn't
1: and he's already in the yeah, he's in the air, he's already off balance and he, he can't control his body, so if I if... didn't think he was making that natural motion without being pushed. You know, yeah. he's not gonna jump like that.
0: Again, you're a little quick at the table here. But so let's get back to the yeah. contact. Um, you know, if he's going to keep his arm here, he was good, I thought, for most of the play. As, and that arm was more of like a bracing for impact. But then at the end, mm-hmm. it's just a chuck. And it obviously affects the yeah. shot. So, and, and again, really good <laughs> timing here. I like your poise. I like your demeanor. Um, just a little bit quick here reporting at the table.
1: And, and you, you mentioned it here, definitely should have been a push instead of a block. Right. Um, but I, the foul was correct, I believe, but, but right. Wrong signal.
0: We don't want to call a block when the play happened in the air. I think a block yeah. is a grounded play. Block charges are grounded plays. Mm-hmm. If you contact in the air, it's very difficult to, to, to block somebody in the air, you know? Right. So yeah, I think push or in college we got the A to B motion. But I think this push straight up. Wow, really great angles. Oh, so twenty seven thirteen. I wrote, um, don't call through the paint. I'm I'm really happy you no called this play um, because the lead you know cannot see point of contact looking through the paint, looking through bodies. So I thought you showed really good discipline on this play.
1: Again there may be some contact.
0: It's a contact sport.
1: Right. But is it illegal or incidental? uh, I mean pretty vertical maybe at the at the very end he, he kind of swats down, but Yeah,
0: but you're absolutely not gonna see that from lead. No, um, no, but I had
1: no look at that.
0: One thing you could do better a little bit here is just showing that urgency again, closing down, knowing that mm-hmm. you have a play across the paint. You're a little bit vulnerable in your positioning, so you can look at all that open space right here. I mean, listen, yeah, you can even go to the middle
1: if you want to. You yeah, can, especially in a in a two person,
0: you have this area to work with if you absolutely need it. I mean, very rarely uh, in a two-person game am I going to cross the paint. But I may step down right into the middle here if I need to Mm -hmm. for a couple seconds. And this is a good case of, I mean, you're just – it's just a little – you're a little lax here. Yeah. And, again, we're breaking down a micro moment of this game. This is a two-second moment where I'm saying you're – but don't take this the wrong way. But, like, you know, when we spoke about earlier in the the session about when we could show that step-up moment – this isn't really necessarily a step-up moment because we're just talking about you closing down, but this is a way to show a little bit more engagement I think, and show, like,
1: yeah. like yeah. with your head.
0: Like, I like looking up mm-hmm. and down a play. Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. I pop my head up and down, but, like, guys, you know, um, has the ball low and he's going up with it. Like, I'm literally processing up-down, you know? Yeah. Or Al said um, – what did Al say about uh, getting – Up-down of- rebound? reffing at the top of your eyes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: um so I just think that's a good it's a good engaged look to show that little bit of head movement when you're processing I'll say that again, just showing that little bit of head movement or just that engaged look when you're processing <laughs> a play, like when you're determining is this a foul or a no or or a no call it's a it's a good look. I watch referees i I, I took this from one of my one of my coaches. And again, he's just staring up and down, no calling a play. But everybody knows that he's he's processing or he's really making a ruling on the play. Yeah. Absolutely. So good job not guessing. Three person game. That's gonna be the center's play. And and in two person, you're gonna give it up to the trail there. Yeah, again, again, balls opposite the basket line. When the ball's opposite the basket line, we always want to be in the B position, which is close to this lane line here. Um, Mm -hmm. So as the drive's coming, again, you got to show a little bit more engagement as the play's opening up to you instead of just kind of being a little laid back.
1: Right, in some later games. Yeah, this was definitely something I worked on, Um, closing down. And uh, being a little more engaged after we talked, or after I read the IPR, so definitely good stuff there.
0: And and just to piggyback off that last point about that engaged look, here's another play to show that engaged look that you're reffing (coughs) saw Mm it, made your decision, you know called it. We're moving on. It's just presence.
1: Yeah, it's just you know appearing like you said engaged and knowledgeable and confident. And I think a lot of these little things that you do, like, you know, closing down and your head up and down, that's going to all add to your presence.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it looks more confident. So when people are mm-hmm. looking at you, maybe questioning why you didn't blow the whistle, but then they look and you're looking all engaged versus just kind of chilling. You know, yeah. Like if, mm-hmm. if you know, call a play and I'm the head coach and I look at you wanting to, wanting a call, and I see your, your demeanor versus that, that engaged look. I'm going to believe you more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at you and say, oh, okay, he was there. He looked like he was in the play. No, I'm going to say that in my head. This is, this is just perception. This is what coaches think.
1: Yeah. I knew this in the moment, man. This is uh, – we talked about the open hand. Immediately when I did it, I was like, ouch. Yeah. I mean, I like the call, like you said. I mean, easy. Easy charge call here, but
0: oh how long you been refing?
1: This is if we have a season this year, this will be my fourth season.
0: And just tell me like emotionally, you, your, your mental game, like about mistakes. What's your relationship with mistakes and getting plays wrong and like looking bad on film? Like how do you process that? Exactly.
1: Well, you know, to be honest, I love making a mistake in a game, especially in, in summer. And for, and I, I know that sounds weird, but I say that because I can go and look at it and it's like, all right, you know,
0: yeah,
1: made no mistake. Next time I'm going to be thinking, okay, me and Paul talked about that, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm going to do this instead. And so, you know, it's great.
0: That's a great mentality. Don't, like, the point I'm trying to make is don't beat yourself up. Over incorrect calls. I've spent way too much time in my life in past (sighs) years being frustrated about a play that happened two weeks ago or a play that happened last night or something a a, a player said to me that I'm still thinking about. If you can get to the point Mm -hmm. where you are unaffected, I mean emotion, emotionless about your mistakes, take the good out of them. Like you said, you're going to go watch it. You're going to extract the value that you need from a mistake in order to go apply it the next time, but don't walk away upset. Like, yo, it's just a game. It's a mistake. You made the wrong call or whatever, and you have another opportunity. It's, it's the referees that can move on the quickest, you know, that that mistake recovery strategy, right? We, we've, we've heard those mm-hmm. lines before. You know, just so, and I know you're young and this is a natural thing. All, all referees, you know, beat themselves up at some point. But I want you to get to the point sooner, you know, do it now while you're still young where – and it seems like you're really on the right track where you're just unaffected. Like, you're not upset that you made an incorrect call in a 15-year-old AAU game on a Sunday, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. Or a league game, you know? Yeah, man. It's – I'll say my first couple of seasons, I wasn't really serious or passionate about it. And so I was kind of, I'm just going through the motions, you know, and if somebody would give me criticism, I would kind of take it personally. Mm -hmm. But then my third season, which I guess was this past season, I really, I saw it as something that I, I wanted to do. And, you know, I developed a passion for it. And so at that point, it was like if somebody was telling me something, especially a veteran, it's like, okay, they've been in that position before somebody probably told them the same thing. And so I'm just going to take it to heart. So, yeah, yeah, it does not hurt my feelings. I mean, if I blow up a play and you're going to tell me, man, this was, just, you know, you need to do this and that, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, so good. I'm good. It
0: like you're really on the right track. You're ahead of the game, my friend.
1: Appreciate that. All right, what do we got? Next one was a technical foul. Also, oh, yes, really quick on that. I uh, it seems to be That's a theme. You know, I'm quick at the table. Wait it's really on. fast. Yeah, you yeah, don't let's, blink.
0: Let's go to 44. Uh, let's go player control first. Okay. Okay. All right, you have a player control foul coming up. Take me through this play.
1: Pretty simple. You know, sometimes block charge plays can be difficult, but this one was was pretty easy. Uh defenders there, he's legal. Uh two feet on the floor, chest facing his opponent. Okay. And Let me stop you right
0: there. Let me stop you right there. You're saying all the right things. But look at where you're looking.
1: Let me see. I'm gonna watch it on my end. Where am I looking at? Am I watching the ball? Who
0: are you looking at? You're looking looks at like that.
1: I'm, looks like I'm looks like I'm watching the ball. Yeah, you're watching the ball.
0: You got to be watching the defense right here. So you should be looking at number three Mm -hmm. while still having the Mm -hmm. ball within your periphery. But as you're Mm -hmm. running down the court, especially in plays that we get beat, um, go to the last defender, the defender that can hurt you the most. In this case, number three is the guy who's involved in the play. So we want to be locked in on there, locked in on him. So we're not guessing upon contact. We want to have the answer. We want to have the answer before we make the decision. How do we do that? By judging the legality of the defender, if we can say, "All right, defender's legal, 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 legal," and then we have a crash, you already know what your answer. Is. You're mm-hmm. not even thinking about it because you've already you've made the pre-call. <laughs> you've you know you you've, you've um, certified the defender's legal. Now you have that crash to and through, easy call. Whereas we're watching the offensive player, then we have a crash. It's more of a guess. It's reactionary.
1: Right. Yeah, I've used that that self-talk. Maybe I wasn't doing it here, but I've used that definitely on fast break. Like, okay, who's gonna hurt me? And, and you know, obviously in the scenario, should have been three.
0: I like it, I like it. Um, as far as the signaling, did you see what you did with the open hand?
1: Yeah, open hand. That's the thing I was talking about. I knew when I did the open hand, I was like, you know, should have been a fist. Is that um, one time for
0: you, or is that your style?
1: That's it's not a one time thing. It's a it's a bad habit. I don't do it every time, but it's something I'm trying to work on. Um,
0: That's um,
1: I, I'm not sure. It's it's just a bad habit I've developed.
0: You'll see, very rarely you'll see pros. They'll stop the cl- they'll on their block charge player or on their on their punch. They'll stop in mm-hmm. like two hands sometimes or one hand. That's like a pro thing. So obviously, this is very simple. You know, you got to stop the clock with
1: fist yeah Yeah. Also, probably for... would have liked to have the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, is this just for block charge plays where you have this kind of thing going on?
1: That's it. It's, yeah, that's okay. it. And if I've got a block, I don't do it. But if I see that I'm going to have a charge, and especially sometimes if it sneaks up on me, like what this play did... That's when I'm, you know, versus if I'm on the defender, I'm not like, ooh, you know, I gotta gotta have something right there.
0: Yeah, so you just gotta slow this down a little bit. I just think this is a mm-hmm. timing thing. Just take an extra second off this play. I mean, I liked your point there. I liked I, if you would have just stopped it with a fist and pointed. I like that style for for a charge. I know in the NCAA, they want you to go behind the head now, um, but I think that's a good option. The fist
1: yeah. right to the point. Yeah, you did a. Uh, it's been a little bit now, but you did a uh, three charge options or, or <laughs> signal. You, you remember that? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I do. So, yeah, I like to give. I like to give options.
1: Uh, the only thing, maybe, if I'm being super nitpicky, is I would have liked to go with the outside hand there.
0: Okay. Um, you also have the wave off as an option, especially yeah. on a made basket. This is the one mm-hmm. time where I will – I'll insert the wave off on, on my charge if we have a made basket. Just mm-hmm. to add an extra layer of clarity that I'm waving it off because you'll hear fans get excited. They think it's an M1. Yeah. So that clear communication there at that moment is going to let everybody in the gym know, nope, I'm going that way.
1: Wipe it. Gotcha. All right.
0: Let's get juicy. Technical foul play. Let's go. A lot of stuff I
1: want to talk about with this one. Great.
0: All right. So we got a fast break situation here. we got a strip. So no call. Okay. He wanted a foul. What did he, did he curse at you?
1: Okay. So, no, it was actually, it was on, uh, I forget. what What's his number here? The player that potentially fouled number seven wide. Is that three? Is that five? This guy. Yes, that guy. Um, so here's what I had, and then and then we can break it down. But he cursed at the player in white, um, pretty loud, I would say. But did the bench hear it? I don't really know. But at the moment, you know, in the game, that's what I had cursing at the player loud enough for the bench to hear it. So I stuck him. Um, I
0: mean, the bench doesn't have to hear it. Right. You know, I mean, um, don't don't let it slide if, if you're the only one that hears it. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I've heard I've heard different opinions. Um, not at you. If, if it's something, I mean, oh no, yeah. It, no. Well, so it, it was it was not at me. It was at the player. So he was, yeah. So I mean, what do you have? You just tell me.
0: Well, what did he say? Tell me. Take me through it. You don't have to say the curse, but
1: you know what he, he was saying, "Give me that," and then. Um. so yeah I mean that's what I had yeah
0: that's easy that's easy there's okay, there's really nothing okay. To <laughs> we, gotcha. we run the game we we have to maintain the respect of the game and make sure all participants are respecting the game mm-hmm. so this is something so simple especially in in 15 year old AAU ball the lower yeah. level the lower down you go the less tolerance we have for any kind of trash talk right yeah and, and that's You know, you're naturally going to let them play a little bit more. You're going to give them a little bit more the higher up you go. But once we start getting to, like, high school ball, AAU, eighth graders, like, it's zero tolerance.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, so that's the policy that I have had. And I've heard at this event from just different people with different personalities, maybe you'll let that slide if it doesn't, you know, if they say one thing and then they're going back down the court. The way I look at it is if if you let it go – and then it's going to escalate. You know, I'm looking forward. Yeah. Um, I'm just like you, you know, no tolerance.
0: Yeah. Um, Listen, you're probably – these are other officials that you're working with that are telling you?
1: Yes, this is, you know, other high-level officials, and I'm trying to take what I like. You know, you've said that a few times. Take what you like and and leave out what you don't. Yeah. I don't like some of the advice I've I've heard about that, so –
0: yeah so it's important for you to be self-aware and and be able to filter out the stuff you don't like and recognize when you don't you don't like it and you're not going to take it um in this case you know listen we we try to we're we're here because we want to get better we want to be great at this you know yeah we're not we're not we're not going to get there with the aau mentality of of you know, that mentality of we're reffing eight games today. Let that go. Let that slide. Yeah. That's Saturday, Sunday talk for officials that are not trying to move up or be great. I mm-hmm. don't know. You know, we're not going to let trash talk slide or disrespect slide only if you're the only one that heard it. That 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 concept can apply in other spots. Maybe if a coach says something to you, you two are the only one that – you're the only one that heard it, you know.
1: You yeah. Gotta pick,
0: you got to pick your spots there. But I don't think that applies – to players trash talking curse Mm -hmm. too. I mean, if there's no curse word.
1: Yeah. Uh, With a little more context, um, what I believe to be his mother, uh, the player that I call the technical foul on, um, was saying, that's not smart Christian. Uh, so, I mean, if you take that into context, I think it's her in the green there. Good job, mom. Good job, mom. Yeah.
0: Finally, finally a little little accountability.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, that just gives you a little context to how loud it was. I mean, he's on the opposite side of the paint, and she heard it over there. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, don't even don't even question that. Like, this is not something that you should be you should not be debating whether or not you should have called this a foul.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I know so, you're
0: not now, but like, easy.
1: Yeah. So, I guess the next step in the play, I'm I, I am kind of unsure. Yeah. How, and when I go to uh, administer technical fouls, sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so maybe so. Say you're in Lee. Walk me through what you're gonna do. Right here.
0: Okay. Well, number one, I don't like to point at players. Uh uh-huh. That I give a technical foul to. Um, everybody gonna is gonna know who the technical foul is on three seconds later when you report it and you say it loudly. Blue twelve technical foul. Yeah. Um okay so that's number 1. Also don't be so quick to leave the scene. We just had trash talk, right? So you want to make right. sure the player in white is not saying anything. Is he saying something right now?
1: He no, he said nothing.
0: Great. So I would probably I would probably go towards this player to to, to reassure that he's not going to retaliate. So my, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't focus on on the offender. I would go to the potential retaliator because if he says something, then it's a double tech. If he says anything back, it's a double tech. But I want to be, I want to coach him in that moment. I got this. Let me handle it. You're good. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything. All right, good. So, so take an extra second to referee the dead ball here and just kind of get a feel and a vibe. If anything else is going to escalate once it's, once it's not, then you go with certainty to the table. You're a little right. far reporting it here too. It seems a little unofficial. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think maybe my uh, one of my problems was communication with my partner about what's going down.
0: And also, you know, like I said, don't get so close to the table here because it's going to invite more conversations from coaches. Mm-hmm. It's just an easy target. You know, it's almost like you're breaking into jail here. It's too close to them.
1: Yeah. Um, so you're going to be maybe towards the, um, towards the circle, the center circle?
0: Yeah, I mean, the reporting area. But yeah. you notice here, you actually, you're out of bounds. You go out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're about to cross the line here. Let me see. Oh, foot on the line. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel really uncomfortable when I'm that close to the table reporting, too. It doesn't feel natural. Gotcha. No, I totally understand what you're saying. The, these confusing moments with the administration of technical fouls—I'm right there with you. I have to—I don't know which end we're shooting on sometimes. Like I yeah. know who I called it on, but in that one second moment, I'm like, "All right, which end are we going to?" So it's, mm-hmm. everything is just about kind of slowing down and double and triple checking and, and self talking.
1: Yeah.
0: But obviously, we wanna we wanna handle these. We want to be quick with these, but not too quick to where we're rushing the dead ball officiating. But it's kind of mm-hmm. like run the game. All right, technical foul, blue partner. We are technical foul, um, blue twelve trash talk. We're gonna shoot two. White's gonna shoot two, and then they're gonna inbound the ball at half court. We good? We're good. All right, here we go, guys. And then you're you're moving. Yeah, you're speeding the game along. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I just in this sequence right here, it just kind of seems like we're all over the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's too long. Mm -hmm. It's too long. And, and it it shows, it shows a little bit of uncertainty like in these Mm -hmm. moments, because, um, because the spotlight is on us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was uncertainty. Definitely not in the call, um, but in the administration, I was lucky. I had a great partner. Um, Kylie Galloway is her name. Say it again. Um, Kylie Galloway. Hi Kylie. (laughs) She's uh, yeah uh like as i said d1 uh pro m stuff Good just stuff. uh yeah and a great partner to work with
0: Forty seven fifty two walking up the court no need to discuss this this is a yeah thing. this is a six game thing but i mm-hmm. will say just don't be that guy don't don't be that yeah. guy you know mm-hmm. I, I'm, i've i've worked i've worked a lot of games uh, I, i've you know I, I recently did um eight in a day right which is pretty common for like the people that are really in it, right? Eight, six, seven games. I understand. We have to preserve ourselves. I understand that, you know, game number six is not competitive. It's sixth graders, um, not much (laughs) going on. So, yeah, it's not the NBA Finals. But just having that perspective, knowing that you're going to hustle every game, you're going to ref every game like it's the NBA Finals, that's how you're going to grow. Taking that, like, ref one way all the time. You're gonna make your adjustments depending on the, the place, the level, the play, right? You're making your adjustments, context being contextual for the game in the moment, but just have that one way. Like, yo, you're you're refing as hard as you can every game. Doesn't matter where you go, doesn't matter who you ref, just like a player, just like a player would, where a player, you know, like just imagine you're a great player. you're gonna go to any court and play. You're gonna play against anybody, right? Indoor, outdoor, night men's league pro-am like you're just you're just trying to be the best right it's you're just mm-hmm. going out there same thing with us want to have that same way yeah. that we're reffing every every time
1: yeah absolutely
0: and that's just the mental approach to the game and if you'll notice not everybody has it well done it it happens but it's better to be on the other side of that
1: yeah absolutely that's also you know we've been talking about this the whole session that's going to add to your believability and court presence and, you know, just general, what are we looking for? Confidence.
0: Absolutely. Coaches, coaches recognize hustle. and They recognize laziness too. All right. Good, good, good call there. But what did, what did you forget to do? No point. Yeah, no point. Whose ball is it? Whose ball is it? Mm-hmm. You were, too, you were more concerned with getting the ball back. Don't
1: right, about, right. Don't,
0: don't worry about retrieving the ball, especially so quick after the play is over. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if a person is just holding the ball and not giving it to you, then you got to be like, yo, okay, the ball, please. <laughs> but in this case, you make your call first. Yeah. Like, handle your
1: business. Just, your yeah, effort. just finish it. Show um,
0: the ball it is. Then you could I – don't, I, I don't like the look of asking for a ball. I don't know. I just don't think it's our job. I think we have other things that we could be doing. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, before. the ball's going to find you.
0: The ball's going to find you. Um, I've seen some officials, whether at camps, or it's like as soon as the as uh, as soon as they blow the whistle or, or a non calling official uh, blows the whistle, ball, ball, ball. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little annoying. Yeah, I mean, it's going
1: to find you anyway.
0: Oh, I like this one right here. Let's break this one down.
1: I remember – I think I got this off of your off of the podcast or, you know, just walked the coach back. This is really good. Also,
0: so you heard it off a of podcast and then you applied it?
1: hmm And that's what I – literally, I was thinking that in the moment. Great. it's
0: great. All right, he wants to know. He wants information. What's up? He wants information. Walking towards you. Not yet. Are you still talking, having a long talk? Uncomfortable Anytime coaches mm-hmm. are trying to speak – in that far of a distance. So if they're going to go on for more than like a couple words, then we got to address it. He's walking towards you right away. Walk him back. Yep. He's too far. Yep. Yep. Walk him. Walk him back. Come on coach. I wouldn't even. And that whole time you're walking him back, you're not talking about the play.
1: That's what I was saying. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, okay, we'll talk about it. Let's go back to your area.
0: Yep. And you don't have to, he's going to follow you. He's not going to stand out on the court. So you can kind of just kind of lead the way there. And like Mm -hmm. with your hand, I like the hand motion. It shows uh, like good service to the game, I think. It shows that you're a gentleman. You gave him the gentleman's hand. But that's a really good job. Really good technique there. So I want like all the officials watching to, to do that same thing in that situation. You see that coach. And they like to do it here. And this is a form of showing us up, mm-hmm. right? They're walking onto the court. They're supposed to be in their coach's box. Why are they on the court? And they're doing it to come complain or argue. A lot of times the coaches call the timeout. In this case, he didn't call the timeout, but you've seen those plays where they purposely call timeout yeah. and start walking. And then, uh-huh,
1: and then come, yeah, and they want to complain.
0: So this is a good, uh, um, this is a step-up moment right here that we talked about. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to show that leadership, um, that assertiveness, and the ability to run the game here. You recognize the coach, I mean, he was, you know, you you just, from his hand motions, to his words, to his body movement, to then walking towards you. So it was a really nice job. And as soon as you did this, I was like, I was like clapping in my seat, I'm like, I love it. (laughs) Now you could have did it, just to critique, I think you could have did it a little bit quicker.
1: Mm-hmm. Just a second or two earlier
0: yeah yeah like like i said you let him get a little bit far out mm-hmm. I'm recognizing as soon as the coach steps on the court once he takes a step or two towards me I'm going towards him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm and it's a brisk walk towards him
1: yeah you know
0: it's not like you're show some gag, yeah you know? just
1: show some urgency right there
0: and you you're it shows you're running the show he's not running the show. By allowing him to come on the court, he's running the show. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Coach, Coach, we can – Coach, I'd be happy to talk about this play. Follow me, please. You're on the court. Let's go back to your coaching area. Thank you very much, Coach. Now, Coach, talk to me. You're doing a lot of – you're raising your arms. You're doing a lot of shouting. Please talk to me. Go ahead. And then you – then he's going to calm down a little bit. Also, I like to say, you know – when these coaches, they're so animated with their hand move, movements, that's another form of showing us up, right? They're they're demonstrating what, what the play was, but it looks terrible. He's, he's out here, like, doing hit signals and kickball signals. Um, so what I like to say is, coach, speak to me with your words. Use your words. Don't use your arms. Oh, oh I know. I'm, I'm just animated. I get it. I get yeah. it. And let's just speak. Let's use uh-huh. our words. Then you bring them down to that calming state. Now you can, now you guys are just going back and forth with words versus emotion. And, you know, these loud hand mo- movements.
1: Yeah. He it's was great. very vocal the whole game, especially toward the end.
0: Yes. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so and that was great. Um, but I, I think there's something else after. Let's see. Uh,
1: there's a there's a situation with the assistant coach. Oh,
0: that was a
1: what that was that was a, that was a T, bro. Yeah, and, and we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I wanted to T him from my couch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I'm being honest, you know, I watched it back on, on tape in the game. I did not I, I never saw the assistant coach. Just being completely honest.
0: So, obviously, we know uh, assistant coaches, they don't have much wiggle room as far as the way they communicate with us. Can't mm-hmm. really say anything, you know. You definitely can't hop up like that.
1: Yeah, and if you see my head, I never i never saw him. I never saw him come off the bench.
0: Okay, did you hear a little bit of noise from the bench, though? Did you feel I heard some crazy?
1: noise. I heard some noise, but, you know, again, I never looked. I was worried about finding the ball.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who cares about the ball? Yeah. So you, you were worried about the ball, even though you heard a little bit of noise, you don't want to you don't want to look over there.
1: I think maybe that's what it is. Um just like earlier with the jump or the hell ball play. Um I'm too worried about finding the ball. And when I was going back through this, uh when you sent it to me, I look at this and I'm like, I mean, wow, he's he's on the court. So, you know, I I don't know how I missed that. Yeah.
0: And and this is a clear-cut technical foul on the the coach, on the assistant Mm -hmm. coach. It's just it couldn't get much simpler than this, you know. Yeah. You're going to get up and shout and walk on the court. Easy one. And I wouldn't even – I probably wouldn't even say anything to the head coach, although you're going to walk by him and he's probably going to say something. I would just say, coach, please control your bench. I would not mention one word to the assistant directly. I don't talk yeah. to assistants directly unless it's a friendly conversation after a timeout or something like that, you know, small talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Or, you know, if they have a question, but if I have an issue or I need to address the assistant coach, I do it indirectly and mm-hmm. directly through the head coach.
1: Right. Yeah. This is uh like you said, this is easy. If I would have, seen it if i would have turned my head but you have
0: yeah uh, uh, you have to want to turn your head though Mm -hmm. you have to get a sense that all right i heard something let me see what's going on instead of just avoiding looking over there and then allowing yeah Uh and uh you say aau games are tough too because it's not regulation style Um, yeah the coaches are not certified coaches although i don't know if you can get certified as a basketball coach i I hope you can but like you know like they're not college coaches they're so they're they don't know the rules not that college coaches know the rules um (laughs) but uh they know more but you know they're bringing this kind of playground behavior sometimes that we have to deal with Mm -hmm. which i like which i like because once we go in a real game, it makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah, you don't in a real game you don't deal with this stuff nearly as as often.
0: And when you do, it's simple because you've had those reps in the dirt. Like these games are the dirt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's where you really really grow from. So, get out of your comfort zone and don't be scared to take a risk here. Know where game know where game management is. If you have any issues with play uh, fans or coaches just go to game management mm-hmm. that's your leverage Fifty nine thirty one. here
1: we go right and I got one word for this play what's that ball watching uh-huh. that's what it was I was way out of my area um just gotta own my half in this in this case
0: yeah, patient, patient whistle is king, right? Especially when you're, you're the secondary official. you got to give the lead the first crack. It's right in her wheelhouse, right in her primary. If um, she decides to pass, you know, if you feel like you're 1,000%, a, a you're in great positioning, then you come with that cadence whistle. But just like, listen, we've all, we've all done it where um, I, forget, I forget the name when, when your partner blows the whistle and then you like immediately – like an echo whistle. We've all had, like, those echo whistles. Um, but this is just this is – we're just slowing you down here. No need for you to even participate on this play
1: with a whistle. Yeah, just one second later. And, obviously, she's right on it, so.
0: And I like to take maybe one step towards the play when I'm calling, maybe in the paint from trail. Mm-hmm. I don't like running. I don't like – too much movement, but maybe one step towards the play. Show a little bit more strength as your your uh, fist is up in the air. Something to think about. Just maybe gotcha. a little bit added presence. But um, secondary whistles should be cadence whistles. They should come a second or two later than a primary. It should sound a little bit different. Primary whistle should sound a little bit different than a
1: secondary. Maybe a double tweet. Mm-hmm. You know? And you've talked about, um, I forget the, the numbers, but when you come out of your primary, the numbers go way down, you know, as far as accuracy. Sure. So just recognizing that. And like you said, you got to be a thousand percent if you're going to do it.
0: One on one fifty.
1: Yeah, this is, you know, like we've been talking about the whole uh, the whole session. Uh, staying engaged. It looked like a good get for a two-person game. They um, really got a stretch from the lead sometimes. What was the
0: uh, – let's see, what do I say here? Do your best to stay in line with the ball. Okay, so, yeah, remember in lead when the ball's strong side, for the most part we want to be in line with the ball?
1: Right, because I don't have – the best look necessarily here if I take another step out a couple you know step or two out wide I'm going to be looking through the play so you're going to adjust here you're going to get a little bit wider here once the ball
0: crossed the the basket line you were doing a good job here closing down the b position when the ball was opposite but now that it's kicked back over here we got to reposition adjust so get a little bit wider Good get there. Again, take a step towards the play. You kinda did, but since since there's such distance between <clears throat> the play and you, I would just like to close down one or two steps with the fist in the air. Showing that presence. Gotcha. Don't like I don't like giving the coach four years. I don't think he deserves four years. I think two is good.
1: Mm-hmm
0: you know unless unless you're meeting with both coaches at the same time, but I don't know, you can handle this conversation though no? she can handle it, yeah, it's almost like we're showing him too much attention. We just had to walk him back to his box and now right. he gets now he gets a platform that's what he that's what we've given him a platform to complain
1: more right I was. And like, he actually right now. kind of walked out of his box.
0: Coach, coach, yeah, you're not in the box. Look what he's doing now. He's grabbing his arm. Coach, coach, mm-hmm. please use your words. Say it to him like that, like they're a child. Coach, use your words. <laughs> please stop grabbing. I'm literally, we're not talking about the play. If I'm you right now, I'm not talking about the play. Coach, please stop grabbing your wrist. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Now, tell me about, the, you know what I'm saying? Just looks better. He's just playing the, he's just playing the victim role. You know, he's making calls. He, he's he's showing more signals than us.
1: He, yeah, he's talking about a couple of no uh, calls.
0: Okay, now he's doing the uphold, the pull-up hold. <laughs> yeah. What's that? Uh, is that a hook and hold?
1: <laughs> and he's making and he, stuff and, up. And then <laughs> with his
0: hands out, like, come on, you know, like, stop. Stop with the hands. <laughs> and again, what are we doing? We're still letting him talk? Then now his players got to pull him back. So tell me, take me through that moment. What what were you guys
1: talking about? So there was a couple of series of no plays, I believe, on on white number seven. He um, maybe he went to the ground you a couple of times. Series of no plays. No nope. – Excuse me. No calls.
0: I thought he had some a new terminology. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, you got some. Right, I
1: was inventing stuff just like he was <laughs> inventing calls. But yeah. uh But no. Anyway, we were we were talking about that and. I forget maybe see maybe Kylie was in it was in her primary I, I, I'm not sure why she came over um but he was saying this stuff you know my guy's going in and he's getting hit by four defenders blah 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 four um four people yeah <laughs> and he said you can't keep saying the same excuse uh you know okay we missed it we missed it did you tell did him you, me you missed it no good um Nobody said that, and and that's what she was telling him in the moment. Is that coach? We didn't say that, and I don't know. He just he just wanted to demonstrate. So again, I, I don't know why we gave him the ear, like you said. Um, but he just wanted to complain. He's not he's not talking about a play or asking a question. No, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean. In high school too, we have that warning. We have the official warning we can give. Did you guys think
1: about maybe giving a warning? We talked about it after the game. Um, did we talk? Yeah, yeah. We talked about maybe we could have addressed it differently. Um, we probably should have been on him earlier um, and, and addressed it earlier before it got to that point. But
0: I mean, this is these are. The, the discussion we're having, it's not easy. I'm not you know mm-hmm. I'm not telling you, oh, it's so easy. This is all you gotta do.
1: Yeah. I'm, 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 well there's no black I'm, and white with this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And especially on the on the AAU level too. We're like mm-hmm. we just we we're just gonna have a little bit less tolerance. Mm-hmm. You know, for for that kind of stuff. All right, we got one more here. Uh time out of foul, one eleven. This is really good, uh, man. Appreciate it uh, as much that's as good, I, as much as I want to help you. You're helping me as well. You know that's how this thing works. That's why I that's
1: uh, great stuff, man.
0: That's why I, I say you know, like you know, I know I, I know you're young, but try to try to get officials that are maybe your peers or a little bit younger than you, and start teaching them this stuff. Mm-hmm. You start teaching because <clears throat> you're teaching yourself you when you're developing others you're developing yourself it's just next level it's next level growth so yeah do you have do you have a small circle of, of officials that you're trying to groom I, I mean i know you're young still so
1: yeah i've got a couple of you know around my age and then i've got one uh one guy in particular that i know i convinced him to start trying the next season um so he's going to go out to the meeting uh when they have it and uh seems to be really passionate about it. So when, yeah. the, when the time comes, you know, and when he starts working some games, then we'll be able to, to talk about stuff.
0: Sure. Sure. And so I'm, I'm excited and I know, for that. Yeah, and I know you're only four years in, and um, there's no, like, right time when, when to start, like, giving back and start mentoring. I'm not saying, like, first-year officials should be trying to teach others. But, like, once you get a little bit of confidence and you're obviously there now, you can start, like, find somebody who just – got out of the class, find a first-year official. Like, you can help them out. You can help second, third-year officials, even if you're just – just the camaraderie itself
1: is helping. Yeah, absolutely. And I've already uh, – I've put him on your podcast. Good stuff. And, and, and the YouTube channel, you know, he likes the basketball shop stuff with uh, with the signals and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just kind of uh, getting his feet wet, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, we got one one more play to look at here uh I wrote timeout or foul okay so you were about to call jump ball
1: i had my fist i see the you, fist here so i did i have a foul
0: oh okay yeah okay so you had a foul mhm your partner had a timeout we want to go with the timeout um in most cases right if it happens first right um, but in that case where we do have two conflicting calls, it just looks good when the partners get together, partner, partner. Um, I am, I am a hundred percent. There was a timeout called before your whistle. We're going to go with the timeout. Okay. And then, but just to get together, cause, um, I'm sure it'll raise some antennas and maybe some confusion. Um, cause you might have a coach say, Oh, you had a foul. What do we have? You, what do you got? You know, she's got to yeah. talk so just with the officials getting together, adding that extra layer mm-hmm. of information and clarity for the game.
1: Absolutely. And I, I do believe we made eye contact on this and I'm not my head like, yeah, I got you, but yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: Again, AAU setting, I understand it's going to be a little more, more naturally nonchalant. You're going to communicate, you don't, in in this game, do you guys have to get in a close proximity to discuss this play? No, but we're giving you good habits for real games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right.
0: That was great, man. Dude, I love it. That was awesome. So um just want to give you an opportunity to ask any kind of follow-up questions. Did you have any other questions kind of leading into our session? Could be, general referee questions or about the game
1: just that's what I came and wanted to talk about was was just court presence you know appearance um and confidence and how to go about you know building that appearance up so I think we talked about a lot of that stuff I think we answered those questions you know being engaged closing down in lead uh slowing down my signals a little bit you know yep. um a little better communication with my partners all that's going to add to a little more believability and a little more confidence and court presence so
0: yeah. yeah yeah and reps it's yeah a lot, of, a lot of this stuff is just experience and time spent you know mm-hmm. so like you know keep i don't know what your situation is in your state you guys still got games
1: man it's it's kind of it depends um I'm going to Nashville Labor Day weekend, but not a lot of stuff in Mississippi. Uh, there's been an ordinance out; we uh, we can't have a lot of large gatherings, and we actually had a tournament that got shut down um, because of that. So,
0: are you literally hopping on planes to go ref AU games,
1: dude? I um, no, I just I just drive. It's about five hours to Atlanta, and maybe four and a half to to Nashville. Um. You know, I just want to get the reps.
0: That shows a lot, man. I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a lot of reps that would do that. And I'm talking about like hungry, dedicated reps that wouldn't do that. So just, that's a, that's a notch on your belt, man. That's something that you should be proud of and take pride in. Cause that just shows ultimate commitment. Not, a, I'm, I'm not driving five hours to an AAU, group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, the fact that you it are a major strength.
1: Well, it just you know when I'm learning all these things, you know, from you and from other people, uh, I really want to go and be able to implement, excuse me, implement them. So that's what I got to do. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just just Great. what it is. And so, I mean, I'm I'm really like I'm breaking even with my pay and 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 hotel fees.
0: I love it, man. It's it's not a it's not about the money. It's just it's just a, this is what we love, you know. It's
1: really. It's I mean, I can't pay to to learn you know i can't pay to to get that to get the reps and the implementation i mean that's worth it to me mm-hmm. so even if i'm not making a lot of money doing that that's yeah, it's just it's what sacrificed. i want to do so
0: it's sacrifice you know it's it's taking control of your own career um we're independent contractors so basically this is your business you know you're a basketball referee entrepreneur so to speak um, so you got to take control of your own career a quick example, like I wasn't in 2015, I wasn't getting enough film. Or or uh, I think I went to a camp and it was like one of the first times I saw myself on film and it was like eye-opening. I'm like, like what have I been doing this whole time? I've been reffing in the dark. I've been blind. If you don't watch film, yeah. you're blind. You're a blind referee because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't know what you did. You don't know. You got to validate stuff, man. I'm not saying like validate plays. I, I know you hear a lot. Don't just watch your film to validate plays but you gotta validate your performance. If you don't, then how do you know how you did? So anyway, um, I was really inspired by the film that I saw, but when it, and that was during the summer, when it came to the regular season, I was getting, I had no film to watch, I had no games. And I'm like, damn, you know, I just made college, but I was, um, the JUCO games really weren't available at the time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm like, what am I gonna do? Not watch film? Hmm, let me, let me ideate, I bought a camera. I went to Best Buy, bought a camera. Who's going to film me? I don't know. Just buy the camera and figure that out. Uh, who's going to film you? I asked my wife. Brought her one game. She lasted one game because of the, uh, the abuse from the fans. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever. That was cool. My wife um, retired as my camera woman. <laughs> what did I do? I paid my friend. I paid my friend half of my game fee. I made $82 in the game. I paid him $40. I drove him there and drove him home to come film me. On my own personal camera, I had a mm-hmm. personal cameraman that came to my low level freshman j v Juco games um, yeah man, what a decision just it was just a great decision by me and because like I just took control of my own growth, you know mm-hmm. and i and I got to watch so many of my games I would have never watched so i'm sitting here watching sixth grade you know sixth grade AU games. Or fresh freshman basketball games. Which referee brings their own cameraman to, re- to tape a freshman basketball game?
1: Yeah, you know? nobody. So,
0: so I would do that, and then I would go home and take out my notepad and track the entire game, similar to game notes, similar to the IPR. What I'm doing now with you. It all started. So that's ac- mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. It's kind of full circle of the story. You know, this IPR kind of all started with with um, you know me getting that camera and having all, right. access to all that film. I probably watched like sixty of my games when I was doing JV ball, like that's accelerated growth. I gave, yeah. I gave my gave myself an opportunity to, to grow through film work. And yeah, I mean, I took a little hit financially, but I wasn't really concerned about paying my friend $40 because guess what? I got to go home that night and watch myself in full HD, mm-hmm. you know, up close, you know, like I'm calling a foul. And he's walking me all the way to the table with the camera yeah. focused on my presentation. So like, I really got some good reps in there trying to break it down. So um, you got to get creative, man. You got to take control of, of your own pathway and that sounds like what you're doing. So I want to commend you for it.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I had a similar experience when I started watching film. It just, you know, I go out there and do it and, and I'm not watching film and I'm not getting any better. And then I see some film of myself and I'm like, wow, you know, there's a lot of things that did I really do that. Do I really run like that? Did my my yeah. shirt looks like that untucked. Um, got the knee tucks, by the way.
0: Sucks. Good plug uh, there. How you doing, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: But anyway, yeah, just this film is is transformative, man. And just you wouldn't, I mean, you know, you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. I,
0: yeah so try to i mean try keep doing what you're doing, try to try to watch as many games as you can. uh you know the fact that you can go ref a game and then go watch it and then rinse and repeat. That's how you ascend, especially Absolutely. with the mindset that that you have, you know, and everything you got going on for you with your with your youth and your um dedication to the craft
1: yeah i I won't keep you too much longer I just wanna I'm just curious uh what's your situation like? um you have a lot of games
0: uh no i had an opportunity to work two weekends in connecticut new york has no games right now um although gyms are opening august 24th so i think that that is a step towards like you know sports facilities um Mm
1: -hmm.
0: connecticut tournaments they, they had like a four week run of games i don't know anything further i think the state allowed them like four weekends Um, I heard there might be dates in September. I did hear New York has like tentative dates in September. We don't know anything though. I don't know anything, Mm -hmm. So I don't speculate. I just sit and wait. And when it's time, like I'm just sitting and waiting and and trying to stay as sharp as I can. And I'm completely unaffected emotionally by the lack of games right now because I'm making that choice to not let it affect me. I mean, I could sit here and get upset and, and say, yo, um, something I love has been taken away from me both on mm-hmm. the court and off the court. You know, I, I have a referee podcast. There's no games right now. Like that's a little bit of a weird spot, you know, but I'm not, le- I'm not letting it affect me because what happens is out of our control, but how we um, respond to it is a hundred percent within our control. So I'm fully prepared. You know, I put up a post a couple of days, like get your mind right to where if we don't have a season, you're not broken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I talk to some refs and they're like depressed and, I don't know, man. It's all about uh, perspective. I'm very grateful to, uh, to be alive. I'm very grateful to have a family and have a lot of love in my life. And when you have that perspective and those filters, everything else is small. Yeah. We'll get back on the court. Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully it's in January or hopefully it's the season.
1: Yeah. I mean, we just got to do what we got to do. You know, we can watch film, Mm -hmm. we can talk about it. We can do this and, and still stay sharp you know, even if we're not on the court. So,
0: you know, I just envision that return. I envision like those first games back. And I envision myself hopefully being better than ever.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. How am I going to do that? I don't know. Without any games, I don't know. (laughs) know. But like, um, you know, fitness and and the rule book and, and plays and just being around the game. But like, I have a good feeling. There's going to be opportunities for people when we come mm-hmm. back. So, like, yo, be ready. Be ready to, like, explode out of the gates.
1: Absolutely. You know, Just go. be physically, you know, stay in shape. Uh, be sharp on the rules. You know, this and that, blah, blah, blah. We'll yeah. be ready.
0: Yep. Definitely. And i um, happy to help you along the way any time you need me, you know. My, my door is always open. So feel free to, um, you know, if you want to send me more plays that you clip, that would be great. And um,
1: yeah, yeah, you posted something on on Instagram. Um, well, I forget what you call it, but you wanted to, uh, you know, just short vertical clips of plays.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I want to, did you see Instagram Reels just came out? Mm-hmm. It's like, a, you know, TikTok competitor. And I wasn't really heavy on TikTok uh, because there's not a lot of referees on it. So I think this is a kind of a good opportunity. But anyway, I, I, uh, I want to start highlighting a new segment called Great Call Ref and I just simply want to put up a 15 second clip of a referee making a great call. And I want to highlight the referee and, and that's it. Just like you, we, we would watch a highlight of a player. I, I want there to be positive highlights of referees. I'm tired of, of being set, you know, plays where that are exposing, you know, incorrect calls uh, from referees. It's part of the game. Um, and I want to highlight the positives. So yeah, if you want to, if you can, if, you know, if you're just watching a game, Send me one of your plays. Like it doesn't have to be. I started with the NBA just because I've been watching it lately. But obviously, want to get a, an assortment of, of of referee talent from various diff- from various levels. So I could really use the audience's help in uh, clipping plays. Whether you want to do one of yourself or if you see another official that made a great call, send it my way.
1: Yeah, absolutely, we'll do. All right, man. Yeah, I'm good. Like I said, I appreciate you doing this. I uh, had a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh learned a lot, you know. So again, we're just looking forward to your new content and uh just thankful. Thank you for listening to the Crown Refs Podcast. Serve the game.